0: Day on the 1012 podcast we are making picks for every week seven big 12 game with daniel chris and our guest picker chase a kitty that includes the first ever matchup between west virginia and houston the holgie bowl byu tcu rivalry renewed oklahoma state kansas texas tech kansas state and the cyclones on the road at cincinnati
1: another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check
0: Welcome to the 1012, the podcast that covers all 14 teams in the Big 12 Conference Plus, Colorado, Arizona, Arizona State, and Utah. We are the flagship show of the 1012 Network. What a perfect thing to think about on 1012 Day, October 12th, when this episode is dropping. Uh, the 1012 Network, you can find every show on the network at 1012network.com, T E N, the number 12, the word network. And of course, we are partners. With Sport Social, Europe's biggest sports podcast network. Thank you for joining us. I'm your host, Philip Slavin. It is it's 1012 Day. If you are listening to this on Thursday, it's 1012 Day. It's October 12th. It's 1012. It's our day to celebrate. If you follow us on Twitter, at 1012 Network on Twitter and at 1012Pod on Instagram, you can participate in a giveaway with our good friends over at Charlie Hustle let's just do this now. Let's do this read. Let's do this ad drop. Charlie Hustle official sponsors here the 1012 Podcast and 1012 Podcast Network as a whole. We love Little Over 10 at Charlie Hustle Clothing Company based out of Kansas City. Make sure you're following us on twitter and instagram so you can participate charlie hustle is a vintage inspired clothing company based out of kansas city that specializes in collegiate and hometown apparel charlie hustle wants you to be the best dress fan this season so be sure to check out their wide selection of officially licensed collegiate apparel today show off your school spirit all season long don't forget our promo code 101215 12 15, T-E-N, the number 12 the number 15 to get 15 percent off your order of any non-sale items. They've got more than 30 schools to choose from, including every Big 12 school except for Cincinnati, but they do also have Colorado. They've got you covered with all your collegiate apparel needs. So go shop charliehustle.com. Use that promo code 101215 T-E-N 1215 1, 1, for 15% off. And don't forget, make sure you're following us on Twitter at 1012 Network T-E-N, the number 12 the word network. 1012 pod te T-E-N-N-12-P-O-D on Instagram, and you can enter our 1012-day Charlie Hustle giveaway. Oh, that rhymed. God, you just love to kick off a show with a rhyme, you know, that just feels like you're starting off on a good foot. We got a lot of good feet here. I'm not sure that was as good a transition as I hoped it was, but we're going to roll with it. Uh, first up, our good friend, the OG himself, Chris Ross.
1: hey what was that last week? Five hundred or about that?
0: Uh, we'll get to that in a in a minute. Uh, five hundred, um, yeah, five hundred. Three yeah, and three. Jumping ahead. Yeah, so yeah can't just just one don't, one foot in front of the other.
1: Okay, I, I'm ready to go. Let's go.
0: <laughs> I can tell, but we've got a lot to get to today. Uh, also joining us, he is our pro picker. You know him. You love him. He is Daniel Alexander.
3: Hey, what's up, pro pro picker? Sleeping out of my car and eating ramen right now. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Bad week there, Any, Daniel? Anyone got
3: anyone got a winner?
0: Uh, I, I, Hopefully our guest who joins us today. As we said, we've been having guests the last couple of weeks. We'll keep having guests. Maybe today, this episode, you'll actually be listening to it, and it won't be another infamous lost episode, because that seems to happen a lot when he joins the show. He is the host of the Lion's Edge podcast, BetMGM, one of my favorite college football betting shows. He is Chase A. Kitty. Welcome back, sir.
2: Great to be here. Super We're excited.
0: Uh, We're going to talk about the last time you and I spoke, which was a a Patreon (laughs) episode of the Ten Twelve Network Patreon, um, because I have to give you some flowers—a big, old bouquet of uh, them—because your prediction regarding West Virginia is off to a roaring start so far this season. Before we dive into last week in picks, we do have to get to a little bit of news, all basketball related, and since we're still on the hunt for a new Midwest uh, Madness host. We're going to, to talk about it here. Let's start off with the, the the Brett Yormark and Gonzaga news. Brett Yormark, Big 12 conditioner, continuing to push for Gonzaga to join the Big 12. That is the reporting across the board. Uh, there's been a lot of great stuff posted out. Uh, uh, Matt Brown, who puts out extra points, just put out a, a paid newsletter uh, on Wednesday. It was a good read. Um, I'm going to read you some stuff from Matt Norlander, who does an incredible job for CBS Sports, Eye on College Basketball Podcast. Um, I'm going to just kind of read through some of his tweets. These were free, so it's not like I'm stealing uh, paid information. Uh, Made some calls on Gonzaga Big 12. The biggest reason this is now a thing again is that Brett Yarmark is 100% driving this, is seeking the most loaded basketball league imaginable, so he can take the Big 12 to market at the end of the decade and have separate media deals for football and basketball. We know this. We know this is something that he's been big on. He's This is his big brain idea for the Big 12 in the future. Uh, Yarmark still has pushback and caution from some Big 12 presidents and ADs, There are some who are all in on the move and support it. Your mark is trying to get this done ASAP, but the feeling amongst some is the probably isn't going anywhere. Why not wait a few years? Uh, More from Norlander. Huge financial questions. The stuff that matters most to people running athletic departments and universities are still not answered. Re-adding the four corner schools that will officially join next year. The ESPN and Fox deals for the 16 team big 12 are still being ironed out. So you got four teams joining next July now, we're still trying to figure out some of the, the the details and I's to be dotted and T's to be crossed before that's even done. Uh, more from Norlander. What I've been told, Big 12 leaders had a laundry list of questions for mark last week and tasked him to bring back those to Gonzaga. With that, I think there's still some terms negotiations negotiating points that Gonzaga might not be thrilled with that could cause it to pause and evaluate. Big 12 needs 75% of a yes vote to clear Gonzaga. That doesn't exist right now. If a vote happened before June 30th, 2024, nine of the 12 would have to be yays because um, obviously Oklahoma and Texas don't count. Four Corners have a voice, but don't have a vote until uh, July 1st of next year. Then it has to be 12 out of 16. Point of all this is, this isn't shocking that he's back on this horse. Um, it is a bit shocking that he's pushing this right this minute. I agree on the point of what's the hurry. Um, if you asked me at the moment, I don't think this is going to happen soon. Look, I'll say this. I'm very torn on the whole adding Gonzaga thing. I, I know. And Chase, you could probably speak to this. West Virginia seems to be the fan base who is the most vocally against this, even more so than like UCF, who would also have an insane amount of travel trying to dig into Gonzaga for baseball and, and basketball and, and other Olympic sports. But look, your mark's focus is on basketball. Football taken care of. You've got your four corners, and from there, you just wait till the ACC falls apart. If when it falls apart, you can snag schools from there if that's what you want to try and do. But he really does see splitting football and basketball apart and selling them separately, and that's part of the equation. The other part of the equation is this. TV execs and those who are reshaping college athletics to line their own pockets are going to come for March Madness, y'all. It's going to happen. The thing that we love about March Madness, the thing that makes it great, is going to get ruined it just is because at some point the power five players and those with the tv money are going to say why am i putting whether they're a cinderella darling or not why am i putting them in this tournament when i could have more schools that everybody knows and recognizes whether that's expanding this the the tournament or kicking some of the mid-majors out it's going to get ruined it's going to get taken away that also goes to the fears about the big 10 and the sec branching off maybe they do decide to just do their own thing and do their own tournament it sounds dumb and stupid but you know at some point they're just going to do whatever the hell they want so whatever the future of college athletics look like brett Yormark is working to position the big 12 so that it will be impossible to leave out like great big 10 and sec you've got kentucky and indiana what a tournament you're going to leave out Kansas. You're going to leave out Baylor. You're going to leave out Texas Tech. You're going to leave out Gonzaga. You're going to leave out Arizona and Arizona State. If the ACC falls apart, like I think some of your first priorities are not necessarily the most basketball-centric or football-centric schools, but hello, Duke. Like You're going to try to position yourself in a spot so that if when everything comes after college basketball and March Madness that we love so much, the Big 12 is in a good spot. The reason you add Gonzaga is because they're a big brand. I understand the concerns down the line of what happens with Mark Few, what happens if they can't sustain the level of success once they join a conference like the Big 12 that eats everybody and everything alive. I get all of that. But they are still a brand. They're a brand. John Q. Public is aware of. That's that's what they have become. So I get the arguments against it. Um, I see the reasons for it. But I'm also okay with waiting. Like, I don't think you have to do all this right away. I think you've got too many other stuff to figure out.
1: I mean, it seems crazy, right? Like, wh- why? Why now? Like it, like, like you're saying, it, I mean, obviously, I don't think your Mark is, is saying right now. I, I think he's just trying to get in position. But it's it's like getting in line to buy an Android phone. Who? Why? Why are you in line? Just go when it becomes relevant and, and get it. It's not why. Why are we talking about it if if it was a thing and we needed them and the big 12 needed them then, then it would happen. But if not, it just you have enough of a basketball product and yes, Gonzaga is a brand. I don't know how much more it's gonna move the needle though. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah. no. no I, I agree.
1: I think and I agree. when you go ahead, Chris. But as I said, when you, when you factor in all the other sports and if they're also, you know, they don't football, do they? No,
0: they don't have football.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, I'd be really careful about going to the Big East model. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't get it. I'm not personally a fan of the move. Uh, it's no disrespect to Gonzaga. I think they have a terrific basketball product. I just don't know how much more that needle can be moved right now.
2: I agree with you guys on the urgency thing. Like it's not like it has to happen right now, but I, I really love this idea. I'm really bullish on what your Mark's trying to do because I feel like, and Philip, I think you spoke a little to of this. You're always in a good position if you're the best at something. And it's clear, especially after the Texas and Oklahoma departures, the big 12 is never going to be the best at football. They're probably never even going to be the second best at football. But if you can be the best at basketball, I do think that gives you a seat at the football table because you're so dominant in another revenue sport that matters. Uh, And in the absence of having a clear plan to be competitive at the very top level in football, I think this is the next best idea. And we've seen in this era of conference realignment the last 20-ish years People who go on offense are rewarded. People who make the early move are rewarded. And so I think that's the argument for going after another big fish like Gonzaga and trying to do it now, even if the timing doesn't necessarily dictate that it needs to happen right now, the sooner that it can happen for your mark in the big 12, the better because aggression has been rewarded.
1: No, I absolutely agree with you there. And I, and I like what your mark is doing around basketball. I just with or without Gonzaga, say Gonzaga goes somewhere else, I, I still think that Big 12 is the best basketball conference. I don't think that not having Gonzaga takes away from that. Um, I do absolutely agree with you, especially when it comes to future TV money, that basketball is going to be a much bigger factor for the Big 12 and kind of push it and, and, and help it keep pace with the SEC and the Big 10 as much as you know any other conference can. Um, it's just, I don't know. Given Gonzaga's drawbacks and all other sports travel and all that, I I don't know if specifically Gonzaga if the value is there. Uh,
0: I I I don't know of another mid major that currently has the value that Gonzaga does. Like I, it, it's kind of fun because so many people hate. Like I think some of the negativity about Gonzaga from a Big Twelve standpoint is so many people just hate Gonzaga. Like their viewpoint on sure. those that, that they don't deserve the one seed and all the stuff. And so, like I I get yeah. the travel. I don't know why. Like when fans talk about travel, I'm always like, I, I don't. You only care about that because it's a, a talking point that's been used. When deep down, you just don't like Gonzaga. I just admit you don't like Gonzaga and you don't want to help them out, even though this is a this is helpful for you, even more than it
1: is for Gonzaga. I, I think people are just indifferent to Gonzaga. No, you know, it's not that they don't. No, like him. Pe- people. Don't I mean, like maybe, maybe I totally maybe, think.
2: I think Philip is right about this. Absolutely, people,
0: people. Hate that Gonzaga ha- gets to play in the West Coast Conference and then earn a one or yeah. two seed every year because they doesn't Absolutely. matter that they're putting players in the NBA. It doesn't matter that they dominate the conference. It doesn't matter they play very difficult non-conference guys. They get to play in the West Coast Conference and then they haven't won a championship because That's fair. but they've made That's it till they, they've but only it, made it twice to the championship game and they've made it to final four. Like, but it doesn't.
1: I I, I let, let me ask you this and then we can move on. Yes. Um, but. Is it better to get Gonzaga in the next, you know, whenever it happens? Or is it better to wait to see what happens with the ACC? And you're talking about, you don't know about a mid-major that has a higher value, but maybe we don't need to talk about mid-majors. There's not an infinite amount of spots available in the Big 12. There's only going to be so much TV money to go around.
0: I think if the focus is basketball, you're going to make basketball moves. Football, ACC falling apart. Like that's football basketball yada yada yada. Like this is a basketball specific move. It again it it is removing pieces from the board from other places to utilize that when you when you sit down you've got it's why do we keep making so many stinking weapons when we've got more than everybody else cuz we still got to have more than everybody else, right? Like it just we got we got to sit down and be like no 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 we we've got all of this and what do you have? Kentucky? Indiana? A Purdue team that's that's good sometimes like cool beans. Um we have this arsenal of basketball teams where if we decided to go do our own a Big 12 tournament with all these 20 basketball centric programs that are all fantastic and have been nationally relevant like our tournament will be even better than yours is so we have a seat at the table so i i i'm i'm it's i don't think it's going to happen right away i think it's okay if you wait a year and let the four newcomers get into the Big 12 and let things get settled financially there before you start trying to figure out the financials of Adding Gonzaga, I do wonder if the push is to get this decided before the four newcomers come in, because at this point, based off of things we've found out about Utah's president and Arizona State's president and how they handle things in the Pac-12, I don't really want them making decisions in regards to how the Big 12 moves forward uh, in uh, anything. So uh, let's wrap basketball conversation up real quick. Uh, The, uh, We know what's going to happen to Kansas after the uh, six-year-long investigation in relation to the FBI case. They received three years of probation. Uh, Head coach Bill Self and assistant coach Curtis Townsend received no additional penalties. Uh, The IARP reduced the initial level one findings to level two and three throughout. It's done. It's over. Kansas got the slap on the wrist we all knew they were going to. The only program who received any legitimate uh, punishment With the Oklahoma State Cowboys, I loved the jokes on Twitter. All of you are fantastic for saying whatever this uh, punishment's going to be for Kansas, it will also include another postseason ban for Oklahoma State because that's been the running gag, and it's a beautiful gag. I love it. Um, has got a slap on the wrist. I don't think we need to have a whole lot more conversation about that. We all knew it was coming. Oklahoma state fans have a right to be pissed off. The NCAA continues to be a useless organization whatsoever and punished Oklahoma state in the way they did to try to set an example that didn't set any example and everyone else skated by. I'll end it on this. Oklahoma state athletics released a statement. Bravo to them. Quote, we agree as we stated at the time that the NCAA should not be intentional in prescribing penalties that do not negatively impact student athletes. Including bans from postseason play for violations that occurred years prior, i.e., if something happened years ago, you shouldn't be punishing players today. It is good to see the NCAA make decisions with this intent, even if it was too late to help us. Bravo, OSU. Screw you, NCAA. You feckless, useless organization. All right, let's talk about more fun things like college football and picks and the fact that I won last week. (laughs) I was a big winner. 5-1, 5-1, and one. Chris and Daniel, both 3-3, three and three, and our good friend Parker went 2-4. and four. The guest trend continues in a downward trend. We'll see how Chase does today. Uh, as I said, I went 5-1, hit on Oklahoma, plus 6.5 versus Texas, hit on the over 65 in Kansas UCF, hit on the under 60.5 in Baylor-Texas Tech, hit on the under 53 in Iowa State TCU, and hit on UCLA minus 3. The only miss was Kansas State minus 11. We all missed that one, and we knew it would happen when we all picked it. It's just... It's just it's just money. If we all pick something, immediately go to your book and put a large amount of money down on whatever is the opposite of our choice, you will win. Uh, so that man five and one for the week brings me to thirty and twenty five on the season, which gives me a, now a one game lead over Chris. Chris went three and three last week hit on Kansas minus one and a half hit on Texas tech minus one and a half hit on Georgia minus 14 and a half. The misses were of course, Kansas state minus 11 Texas minus six and a half and TCU minus six and a half three and three brings your total to 29 and 26. Chris.
1: Yeah. Not not a terrible week. Not the best week. Uh, the, uh, what was I going to say? It wasn't that. Oh, you had it? a few. Yeah. Oh, you had a few lucky breaks that, uh, went their way uh i think i'd still take texas uh, i'll take them in the big 12 title um in the rematch so I, I don't feel bad about it it's an okay week three and threes you know we'll just mo- learn and move on
0: it's so much fun knowing who's going to be in your championship game in october this is this what sec fans like knows. all the time everybody knows
2: is, is is I, this what, I did a, it's funny you say that philip i did a segment on Lions Edge this week about how the Big 12 and the SEC are totally flipped this year. Yeah. <laughs> the giant top heavy conference with two teams that are clearly ahead of everybody else. I feel like that's usually the SEC. It's definitely the Big 12 this
0: year. <laughs> uh, Daniel also went three and three. Hit on OU plus six and a half. Hit on Iowa State plus six and a half. Hit on Rutgers minus 13 and a half. Course missed on Kansas State. Also missed on UCF plus one and a half. And Baylor was plus one and a half. Three and three on the week uh, brings you to 27 and 28. Daniel, just one game below 500 and just a few games back from Chris and myself.
3: Um, We're still all sort of knotted up here and that's fun. That UCF, just the line, (laughs) the line before the game, the line movement, the way the game unfolded. So fascinating. I mean, before any groups even were hitting, I think the groups got involved at UCF around plus two, plus one and a half, but you know, guys jumped on the line right away, uh, like like literally at open. UCF as a dog groups got involved, pushed it out to like a pick'em minus one, and then was it minus two? Was it minus two and a half? I don't even know I, I close. Um, and then the way that game unfolded was just crazy. I mean, Kansas just boat raced them. Just so it's just always fascinating, just from a betting perspective, when you see a game just get smashed and the line moves, you know, five and a half, six points from open to close and then the exact opposite of that line move happens. So three and three, I'll take it onto this week. Got to climb the charts. Uh, Parker, like I said, went two and four.
0: Our guests are now four and nine on the season. Chase, you've got some, you got you to do a little help for the guests here. It's not going well.
2: I do have a guest question, Philip. Okay. Um, okay. I, and not, not to, you know, I don't like to, I don't like to do this kind of thing, but, I actually went back and listened to our episode from last year. And I won that episode. So is this like a unification thing we have to do? Because you won last week and I won my last appearance on the podcast. (laughs) We have a unification bout here.
3: I mean,
0: We can go with that. That's fine. Returning, returning winner, returning champ. Uh, I like this. Tell you what, since you, uh, since you brought this up, I'm going to let you go first today. How does that feel? I that seems appropriate, given what I'm guessing our first game is <laughs> well uh if uh every episode is someone's first, so we go in chronological order, which means we are starting on Thursday with the first ever Holgie Bowl, the first ever meeting between West Virginia and Houston on the gridiron. What a wonderful thing cannot mm. win. this is this is gonna be great uh at the moment. West Virginia is about a three-point favorite. There are some two and a halfs If that if that is something that helps you out, total has dropped from fifty-four and a half all the way down to forty-nine and a half. Chase is our guest, and as a returning champion, I'm gonna let you go first here, sir. What would you like?
2: Well, you can't come on the podcast as a West Virginia guy and get four and one West Virginia at less than a field goal and not pick West Virginia. So I, I'm I'm gonna pick West Virginia, but not just because I'm you know some some blatant homer about it. I really do think there is probably a high level of energy with this team right now. I don't think they thought they were going to be four and one. Nobody thought they were going to be four and one. So I feel like coming out of a buy, I think the energy of unexpected success is more powerful probably than any run game, than any run blocking scheme, than any weirdly accurate Garrett Green pass. I, I think that is the most powerful force in this game. And Houston, you know, they're they're coming out of a bye too, but I just feel like there's probably more of a cloud hanging over that, that town right now in that field. So I just, I really like West Virginia. I don't think I would like it as much if it was up near where it opened, which was, I think, like you referenced, it was like three and a half, four, four and a half, depending on where you were looking. But here with two and a half, yeah, I feel great. Give me West Virginia. Houston might be the worst team in this conference. West Virginia, two and a half. Good team, but better number. I, I think it's more about the number than the team at this point.
0: Did you say might be the worst team in this conference? It's that's a, that's a very generous statement.
2: You know, I have nothing but love for Dana Holgerson. And... <laughs> I I want to wish him the best and and not make declarative statements about how bad his team. All right, is. Chase.
1: It was nice having you on. <laughs> Good episode. Uh, <clears throat> nah. uh,
0: look, I, there is no reason to think that West Virginia, based on what we've seen so far, shouldn't win this game, like at all. I, I, yeah. Please understand this. I am not going so far as to say that 4-1 and one West Virginia is, is an obvious top 25 team, is, is, inc- is going to make this massive run and going to be a Big 12 champion or is going to contend against Oklahoma or Texas. like that's, that's not it. like The reality is the schedule has been way easier than we ever could have imagined it was. That's not to take away from what West Virginia has done. This is a better yeah. West Virginia team than we thought it would be coming into the season. And Houston is bad. They, they just keep finding new ways to lose by a lot like <laughs> even when they put up a good amount of points they still lose by double digits even when they if they can't they, they try and play they lose by double digits like their performance in big 12 play so far has been bad and like could they could they contend in a game at some point will they probably win a big 12 game sure um If you told me that West Virginia's only wins came against other newcomers and they didn't get a win against the the 10 that are here, like wouldn't that shock anybody at this point? Like the talent's supposed to be there, but I just don't see it. I don't understand. And so I agree with you here. The whole point is that we get West Virginia for less than a field goal. It's really hard not to take that. Like I I like the total and I kind of would lean towards the under even at 49 and a half. But I'm worried that Houston's defense is just bad enough that West Virginia kind of runs over it a bit. Because West Virginia is 35th in the country in EPA per rush on offense. Houston is 102nd. Like Houston's rushing defense is awful. West Virginia's strength on offense is running the ball. Like You know West Virginia's going to – this is going to be one of those games where it's like we knew what they were going to do to us and we still couldn't stop them. I'll take West Virginia to get the cover. And just
2: to add like a tiny amount of color on that, the way I read this number is that the market, understandably so, is still very cautious on buying West Virginia because, I mean, I think there's been a lot of hay made about, wow, the defense is a lot better than I – I think people realize and I think West Virginia's defense is like 77th in EPA allowed. So like the the difference between like the yardage and the points that they're allowing in sorts of raw metrics versus what the advanced analytics say, it's a pretty big gap. If you look at Parker Fleming's net success rates, it shows no separation at best in their performances at worst West Virginia is underwater and is lucky to win several of these games. Bill Connolly's done a lot with this too, about how West Virginia has been way more lucky than good. So when I see this number, I see a market that's skeptical to buy West Virginia. And I totally get that. The problem is the other team is Houston. And so in this case, it's still probably West Virginia marches on at this point.
0: Yeah. I would definitely say there's going to be a spot where you can take advantage, maybe, maybe fade Houston a little bit at some point or, uh, West Virginia, but it's just not. It's not against Houston, I don't think. Uh, okay, let's see.
1: You both win three and three, Chris. Oh, I was really hoping you're going to go, Daniel here, because this line, this line doesn't really make a lot of sense to me. Um, because I mean, look, we're just saying. We all, I think we all agree. Houston probably the, the worst team in the Big Twelve. Um, why is this less than a field goal when West Virginia has beat TCU and Texas Tech? Who just blew out Houston? Uh, it seems odd. This seems off. I mean, the power of Dana Holgerson cannot be that strong. Uh, because of that, I I don't have, have a reason for it other than something seems odd here. I, I think I'm going to take Houston to get the cover.
0: I will give you the plus three because that's the kind of guy that I am,
3: Uh, Daniel. Look, nothing scientific here. Um, I'm with Chris. My my raw line for this game, uh, not accounting for home field advantage, would is West Virginia minus five. I don't think Houston has much of any home field advantage, so you know I sort of agree, closer out to that open number. I think West Virginia is the better team. I think West Virginia should win and should cover and Dana just has some insane power of always just like whatever i think is going to happen with Dana Hogerson and his teams uh it's the opposite that happens i lose the bet i lose the pick on here so i'm going with Houston today or yeah Houston plus 3
0: Dana always disappoints you whenever we're bet have to make a bet in regards to Houston because no matter what you do or as soon as you think you figure them out, Dana Danis,
1: it's just. If I lose on Dana again, it'll be the fiftieth thousand time. Oh, it's crazy, man! It's so. I'm just,
0: i I'm. I'm just fading. I'm not going to overreact to missing something on Houston. I'm just going to fade them and ride with it. I feel like that's. I just. I. I, I just. I can't can't do it all right let's move on down the list uh we're gonna get to our saturday game there is one 11 a.m game in the big 12 this week that is iowa state on the road at cincinnati 11 a.m kickoff this one's on fs1 and the line at the moment as soon as i scroll down to get it all right cincinnati currently a five point favorite they open as a three point favorite on this one total pretty much 44 uh, Okay, it's 44 and a half for the most part. I do see a couple 44s that are real. And uh I'll have to figure out who's got this forty-five to figure out if that's for real or not. Uh let's see. I am up first. Oh, that's okay, remind me, Daniel. Do we trust win or we don't trust win?
3: Uh if, if if they're the only if they're the only one hanging it in the whole world. Yeah. All
0: right. Know. So I I am I'm, I'm gonna do this. Uh, because I Everything that I keep looking at, all the stats and everything I see, point to Cincinnati as they should be the favorite here. Um, I don't trust Cincinnati a lot. I still can't get a good read on Iowa State here. And our whole like Matt Campbell in games with a spread between minus four and plus four is, is out of play because the line has gone as far as it has. So I'm going to take this total. Um, I see 44 and a half that I think I can use and I am going to lean to, Oh, I can't going to do this, but I'm going to, I'm going to lean towards the under. I just like, I, the funny thing about Cincinnati to me, if you look at the, all the EPA numbers is the perception on Cincinnati is that the defense is good and the offense stinks. The reality is the defense is pretty solid. Like it's, it's, it's okay. The offense puts up a lot of yards. It doesn't always score, like, real points. And so I think this is a game that could stay under. I think I trust enough of an Iowa State's defense. Um, I know that they're coming off of playing last week. Cincinnati got a week off. I just, I think I'm going to roll with the under here. The other thing I'm not going to, one thing I'm not going to roll with on the under is Emory Jones. Because right now at prize picks, you can get Emory Jones over under 22 or 225 and a half passing yards. Emory Jones has only not hit that mark once so far this season. And that was in week two against Pitt. That means he hit 225 and a half, the over, against Oklahoma and BYU. Oklahoma defense, real good. BYU's defense has been really solid. So I know Iowa State has only given up to more than 225 and a half passing yards twice this year to Alan Bowman and Dylan Gabriel. But, like, if you go look at some of the quarterbacks they've played, some of the situations with quarterbacks they've played, that's not terribly shocking. Iowa State secondary is very good. I want to give them full credit. Like, e- EPA per pass on defense, they're 52nd in the country. They've been solid. I think Emory Jones goes over. So, if you're looking for a play on prize picks this weekend, if you're looking for one, you say, I want an over. We hit last week with Will Howard rushing yards got that one correct so we're going to arrive with over on emory jones this week against iowa state over the 225 and a half passing yards all you have to do is download the price picks app use the promo code network 12 in E T W O R K one 2 and receive a 100 instant deposit match up to 100 so if you deposit five dollars they're going to give you five dollars if you deposit hundred dollars they're going to give you hundred dollars price picks is the best legal way to play player props across the country it's easy it is fun all you got to do is pick two to five players across any sport, college football, NFL, NBA, college basketball, MLB, WNBA. Pick the one you want. Pick two to five players. They can o- pick an over-under, over-under on their projections, and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. They have a ton of stats to choose from, including, for if you're looking for football specifically, passing yards, rushing yards, receiving touchdowns, interceptions, It's a safe and easy way to play. Quick withdrawals, you don't have to wait for your money. So go download the Prize Picks app. Use the promo code NETWORK12, N-E-T-W-O-R-K-1-2, and get a 100% instant deposit match today. Start making your picks for games this weekend. All right, Chris. I'm sorry, I've I've delayed you. I'm giving you as much time as I can to figure (laughs) out what you want to pick. You're welcome. What would you like, sir?
1: Uh, One of these teams to... Show me something. I, I I don't have a lot of faith in either one. I don't think either one's all that great. Um, Iowa State actually did better than I thought that they would against TCU. That was a bit of a surprise last week. They bounced back from the loss to OU. Um, but they've not won on the road. The problem is Cincinnati has not really won at all. Uh, and they're in a three-game skid. They are coming off the bye. Uh, they got some rest. A little bit of game planning efficiency stats like you were talking about clearly favor Cincinnati here. And, and that's really all I have to go off of here because I've all I don't really feel great about either one. I'm going to take Cincinnati to cover the five. It's under a score. I'll just take Cincinnati and cross my fingers. That's a, it's a
0: good way to handle Cincinnati period just crossing your fingers.
1: Daniel. Okay. Since
3: 2006. Well, that's how far back my numbers go. I don't know when they started playing at Nippert stadium, but um games that have a wind of eight miles an hour or more at cincinnati's home home turf the under is 22 11 and one versus the closing line wins this week are going to be pretty strong over there. I think they're going to be over eight miles an hour. Well, they better be because that's what I'm basing this big off. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Right now we're looking at nine, 10, 11 miles an hour. So I hope it holds. I'm just going off what we got right now. So if I have to pick this right now, I wouldn't bet it if it was under. But sitting here right now, we look like we're going to have some wind. I'm coming with you on that under 44 and a half. Just some of those stadiums, man. You know the you go to try to kick that field goal, you'll hear, you'll hear kickers talk about it. The wind's swirling a little different. This feels like it's just going to be one of those stadiums. You've got, after 35 plays to the under, that much over. Give it to me. Under 44 and a half. Chase, I don't want to make any final rulings for you guys, but I've got my shop open
2: right now. and BetMGM has a 45 and a half. So, yeah. You know, I don't
3: Yeah, 45 is
2: pretty key. (laughs) Daniel, I thought you might be interested in
0: that. (laughs) Uh, So wait, wait, what number do we get, Daniel? Uh,
1: He's Um, in MGM right now. I got it open right now, 45
2: and a half minus 115.
0: Mirage also has a 45 and a half. Hey, I'm just (laughs) going with what I have. Blame, blame, blame! Uh, Visa. Right. Uh, well, all right. Well, let's just give us both a full extra point here. That's uh, there you go. That's money to my ears. Thank you. I'm Chase. on. I'm on it for you guys. You know, uh, if, speaking. If, if MGM wants live lines, to be the official book of the 1012 <laughs> Network and 1012 uh, Podcast, we, we'd be happy
1: to
2: I comment. I on. will drop somebody in Microsoft Teams a message right now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> in, in now, now, in the spirit of fa- uh, fairness and, and looking at numbers on books, uh, Chris, I'm going to join you on the Cincinnati. Side and I've got Fanduel open right now, and Fanduel's got a four and a half. There we go. So I think Chris and I are going to be on four and a half. For me, I I don't like the Cincinnati side of this. I was actually surprised it was at five for most of the week, and you know I was prepping for our episode earlier today, Wednesday morning, and and this got as you know as low as five and a half for Cincinnati, and I was just I was kind of gobsmacked that Cincinnati was getting all of this action and, and the line was pushing farther and farther. I, I know you said it, it opened at three. I mean, that must've been a virgin opener. Cause I was on this like Sunday morning and it was already out to five. And, and I was just, I was kind of surprised that the number was that big because to me, this reeks of low scoring, ugly game between two teams that aren't all that good in the big 12 standings. So I was just kind of surprised. And I, I, one of my, rules is i kind of try to lean into weird stuff and this to me really struck me as as a weird number and so i'm gonna go ahead and lay the number with
0: cincinnati i i can only use the information provided to me um circa opened it at five on sunday i'm sitting here looking at Vsin and it says it opened at three so
2: <clears throat> mm, maybe a look ahead
0: might have been might have been yeah. uh okay very good you get cincinnati minus five okay moving down the list Oh, this would be fun. Four and a half, right? Four and a half, yeah. Four. And yeah, half. four and a half. No, you yeah. get, you have four and a half. Yes, sorry, sorry, I, I got you both. It's, it's in the notes, and if it's not, you'll call me out later. That's fine. Uh, <laughs> uh, we've got all, one. All of, those games that end on five, I'll be very upset. <laughs> we've got two two thirties on Saturday. Let's start with the two thirty on FS1. Kansas going on the road to Stillwater to face off with Oklahoma State. Uh, as of right now. See, you got me all kerfuffled. There it is. All right, Kansas is a three-point favorite, unless you see a different line, uh, Chase, but that's what I've got across the board. Total at pretty much a consistent 55-and-a-half.
1: Chris, you're up first, sir. What would you like? You know, I'm not going to take too much from last week's game for the Cowboys and beating Kansas State. It was an impressive game. They look like a completely different team, but Oklahoma State does that. They have that game every season where you see what they – what the potential is, what they're capable of. And it, that's the only time you get a look at it because Gundy just is like, see, I told you. And then just puts it back in cruise control for the rest of the season. And I, it's the strangest thing. Uh, Kansas is a little bit different of a test for the Cowboys. Um but yeah, Bean has played well. Daniels, if he can, if he's back, you know, it, it doesn't really matter for the Jayhawks. I just, I don't have faith in Oklahoma State putting that that performance together again two weeks in a row. Uh, give me the Jayhawks, and you know, if I lose this one, I'm not, you know, as an Oklahoma State fan, I'm not terribly upset. But uh, I just don't see the same performance from Oklahoma State two weeks in a row. Kansas, Daniel, hate to be a broken record here, but. Just, I have
3: every single weather and wind system that I run going off for
1: this game. Um, it's supposed to be a you strong north guys wind. Always like, oh, yeah. that's
3: nothing. That's a little.
1: Yeah, you guys are always well, like oh, eight that's to ten miles an hour, hour. is that's a breeze. Nothing. I don't know about the rest of the country, but that's a breeze. Hey, where I, this is showing?
3: that, You know, I'm seeing winds right now mm-hmm. for this game are going to be 15, 18 miles an hour, and, and that's going to matter. I mean mm-hmm. the, the total's been hammered already of you know you go check you know every single site you know some people believe it that, that it can tell you something some people don't but you know sites that track you know dollars wagered money coming in it's like every single dollar that's coming in is on the under um mm-hmm. under getting hammered everywhere you look I'm coming with it I, I think uh 55 and a half is, is still you know, I think that's still pretty readily available, unless Bet MGM is hanging us something nice here. On Sad, sadly, no. Number, then, uh, <laughs> you know. okay, okay. Uh, so, yeah, we got 55, 55 and a half. I know Circa's got a 55. I'll always defer to them. But, you know, and, and anyone listening, if you can find like a really cheap 55 that you can buy to 56 that's still at like a minus 112 or minus 115 or something like that, I, I think that would be good to grab. But, yeah, crazy wins. Okay, sounds like the wind's got some nods of approval of uh, uh, some people who live out there, so I'll, I'll take that. We're going with the under here. Chase? I'm in
2: lockstep with Daniel. I actually, this is the first game we've talked about that I have bet real money on. I got this very early in the week at 58. Uh, it's now 55 and a half at some of the shops that I'm looking at, and I am still, for the purposes of this contest, going to go ahead and buy it at 55 and a half. I'm on the under.
0: It is interesting, and I, Daniel, I should have asked you before we did this, if there's any data to back up, like teams that tend to the under versus teams that tend to the over in a contest. And Kansas is really is only three and three to the over so far this season. Oklahoma State is one and four to the under. The under's been a good bet for Oklahoma State. I would love to join you guys, and I probably should. I'm going to read an updated version of the thing that I read last week that we all agreed didn't matter. Uh... Oklahoma State has now pulled off the upset in eight of their last nine games as a home underdog under Mike Gundy. Um, I I understand it's just a trend. I get all of that. Do I think Kansas is the right side here to win this game? I do. Uh, But I'm going to do it anyways. Give me Oklahoma State plus three. Like, it. I'm just going to do it. I'm just I'm yeah. doing it. Like, like, I I read that I remember, I read that it was seven of eight last time. And Parker's comment was like, yeah, but it And I was like, I agree. Like, it's, you know, trends mm-hmm. don't matter when the team looks like it's going suddenly in a completely different direction than it used to be in. And then they go off and pull off the upset, went over Kansas State after a week to, you know, two week break to actually solidify who their starting quarterback and offense and, and running back were. And then they came out and played well. No, they sucked in the red zone, but do I think that I should buy into that? No, but I'm, Oklahoma State has I, a, I think... OSU has a shocking win and a shocking loss in them every year. Mm-hmm. I think they've already knocked both out so far this season <laughs> with South Alabama and Kansas State, but the trend is the trend. I might as well ride the trend train. I'll take Oklahoma State plus three.
1: I think the one stat, and I, I meant to hit on I, this I, uh, in my thing, in my spiel, and I, and I forgot. But the one stat is Kansas State's not taking care of the ball, and there were three picks in that game, and Oklahoma State won by eight points, a score. Uh, Kansas takes care of the ball a lot better, plus four in turnover margin. That, that, that to me, is going to be the biggest factor, the biggest difference in what we saw last week to this week. Again. To help you out,
3: to help you out. And I was going to do it, too. Yep, go ahead. <laughs> Oh, no, I don't know. Gundy at home. Gundy at home with uh, uh, eight days, you know, eight days or more between games. He's seventeen and ten against the spread. So that puts him in this spot, right? Last week was a Friday night game, so Saturday night game here. He's got that extra day. Seventeen and ten against the spread at home. Philip, I'm going to help you out even more. Vandal's got a three and a half. <laughs> three and a half. <gasps> three and a half. Oh, ha, 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 ha.
0: I I need God. you to send me whatever site you're using because Visa is letting me down. No,
2: I'm
1: on the Fanduel app.
0: Oh well, I I can't. I can only have yeah. so many things open at once. I, I was
2: gonna yeah. say, what is
1: happening right now? I've got where, it. like we, we don't have up-to-date
0: lines i've got i've got v i've got a google doc i'm tracking things too i've got esp i don't i'm not one of those fancy i don't even know
2: with a producer i don't even know if i'm allowed to say fanduel on a podcast i might get fired tomorrow
0: Uh, well i mean i assume your bosses aren't going to listen to this one so
2: I I don't over under, uh, don't underestimate your own podcast. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Well, now that you've teamed them about us, it just gets just passed around yourself, marketing. Yeah. Maybe just set yourself up for, for a bad situation. All right. All those, Look. all those Jersey
2: city people that are locked into big 12 football.
0: <laughs> Look, it's a good conference to bet. It's a good conference to bet I hear. Uh okay, let's move on down the line. Uh we've got another afternoon game. TCU hosting BYU 230 ESPN. This one in Fort Worth. At the time of talking about this, I don't know what Daniel's numbers are. Sorry, Daniel. I don't know what Chris's God. The other person that's on the show, Chase. <laughs> <laughs> Chris and Chase, pretty close. Yeah, you know, Chris, Daniel, Chase, They a lot of the same number, uh, letters. God, all right, I'm just gonna TCU is currently <laughs> a six-point favorite. Total is at 52.5, though I see some 53s if that's of interest to you. Daniel, you're up first, sir. What would you like?
3: I'm going to have no play on this in real life. I'm not going to touch this game. I hate both these teams. But when you look at it here, both of BYU's big wins were sort of fluky when you went and looked back just sort of like on the spreadsheet, how the game went, like Cincinnati way outperformed BYU in that win that BYU had. Um, Also the game against Arkansas was a little fluky. although I I had BYU there uh, plus 10 and then BYU too. I mean, Kansas covered that spread barely, but they just didn't perform well in these games. And it feels like TCU this season, they've had success against teams that, Um, I'm going to say, like, are are a little soft. That's where TCU has sort of found their success. Um, SMU was soft on D in their loss against TCU. Uh, I think TCU blew out the spread there. And then TCU rolled Houston, like, whatever that was, week three of the season. Then they had some trouble facing a West Virginia and an Iowa State. I don't think they're going to have that same kind of resistance against this BYU team. Uh, Undersized, horrible against the run. I mean, not that TCU is some great running team, but this just feels like if Sonny Dykes can't make it happen against his BYUD, TCU's falling on hard times this season. They're skidding right now. They have to get right. It's got to be at this game. TCU minus six.
2: Chase? I'm gonna go oppo with Daniel here. I just I I haven't seen anything that tells me I should lay this kind of number with TCU. BYU's coming off of a bye. I, I think Daniel's point about The physicality is what troubles TCU is is a really good one. And six is a lot more valuable these days in the NFL than it is in college football. But I'm still going to go ahead and take the points with BYU. Admittedly, I I feel like this is an appropriate caveat. This is the game I hate the most Uh, on the Big 12 games we're talking about this week. I really have no feel for what to do with this. But, you know, the, the forced action and the style is game. I'll go ahead and take the points with BYU.
0: Like To your point, Daniel, statistically, everything says TCU is the better team. Like, you look at EPA, you look at CF, like Parker stuff at CFP uh, dash graphs. Like, everything says TCU is the better team, statistically. But they haven't looked good. Like, they just they make too many mistakes. Oh, by the way, Chandler Morris is out with an MCL injury. And so, Josh Hoover is going to be the starting quarterback in this game. So, the backup's got to be the starter. They're playing after coming to. They just went to Iowa State last week. It's typically a very physical game. They got beat up. I know you're coming back home. BYU has had time to rest. And like, I know this isn't like, this is one of those just like uh, uh, eyeball things of we keep saying BYU wins fluky. At a certain point, like, TC, that was TCU last year, right? Like, TCU just kept finding ways to win close games and win close games and win close games and things broke this way and things broke that way and win close games. And it's the exact opposite for TCU this year. Whereas BYU, yeah, wins a game against Arkansas where they literally shot themselves in the foot as many times as possible in the fourth quarter so BYU could get that win. Cincinnati probably kind of outplayed them, but they got the win. You could say Kansas' win over BYU, like Kansas had two defensive touchdowns in that game. Like, that should have been a closer game than it was. I think BYU, like, BYU feels like the right side here. So it's like, I'm going against all the numbers that I would prefer to tell me what I should pick here, like I, I don't have a problem saying TCU wins this, but six points feels like too much. I'm going to take BYU plus six. I just don't, I don't trust TCU that much. And I feel like this is a decent spot for
1: BYU to come in and face them. Chris. Yeah. This feels like a game that TCU needs to win, right? To Just get back on track because right now their best win is what SMU, um, maybe Houston, I guess. Um, it's it's tough. I mean, they don't have a quality win. They've taken some tough losses. It's not the season they, they kind of set out for. But at the same time, BYU, yes, BYU is winning. Man, it, this is tough because of everything you guys have already said with efficiency, stats, and everything going TCU's way, except for the scoreboard. The scoreboard does not like TCU this season. I feel like BYU is going to have to do a better job of establishing a run. That's the part of the game that worries me right now. Um, I'm going to take BYU. Just take a flyer. I TCU. This just this is kind of a lost season for them, given the Cougars.
0: All right, three on one. Congratulations, Daniel, on your win with TCU minus six. That tends to be what happens. So we'll see if the trend trends continue. Man, trends on this show they. They happen a lot. Normally, I would talk about Charlie Hustle here, but we already did. But I'll remind you Charlie Hustle, official sponsor of the 1012 Podcast and 1012 Network, Charlie Hustle Clothing Company. Promo code 101215 T E N 1215 for 15% off all non sale items. That means you don't just have to use it once. So buy something for you and then buy something for family and friends this holiday season. All right. One last Big 12 game on the docket. One night game. Just one. Kansas State. Against Texas Tech. 6 p.m. FS1 in Lubbock. At the moment, Texas Tech is... we see a lot of one and a halves across the board. I'm sure Chase will chime in if he sees something better. Uh, total at about 56 and a half in this one. Chase, I believe you're up first, sir. What would you like?
2: I hate this game. I'm going to go ahead and pick Texas Tech. You're basically picking a winner here at one and a half. Uh, I, it feels to me like morton is gonna start to find a groove here as we get into the stretch run Uh, i think he is a pretty talented passer i think when uh when west virginia played texas tech in that weird game and just to kind of circle back on the idea of how lucky west virginia's been i mean when you're playing texas tech and the quarterback breaks his leg in the first half and then the backup comes in and he's arguably a better pure passer but you can't pass the ball because Morgantown weather decides it's just going to be rainy and gloomy until there's seven minutes left in the game. Morton's just coming out fire in those last seven minutes, Texas tech classic game where they didn't lose. They just ran out of time. If that game was 65 minutes long, West Virginia would have lost, but it was 60 minutes long and they won. It's just one of those things. I think I will. Howard looks like he's still hurt to me. I mean, that's, that seems pretty clear to me. Kansas state has won a bunch of games in a row against Texas tech, but it just feels like, you know, kind of this new era, Texas tech team, they play well at home. They don't win a lot of games on the road. They do win a lot of games in Lubbock night game in Lubbock. That place is going to be rocking. I hate this game and I hate this number, but I'm going to take Texas tech at home because that's generally in my opinion, the best way to bet Texas tech is bet them at home and fade them on the road. And, with the spread being what it is, you're basically picking winner. Right.
0: Me? I'm no, it's me. I'm trying to look up something real quick. Uh sorry. Uh I'm I'm confirming a number. And I'm trying I've to I've got Philip in his
2: head now about the numbers. <laughs> no,
0: I, I, the numbers. Okay, here's the one I want. There it is. All right. All right. Since twenty twenty one. Chris Kleiman at Kansas State, you know, post COVID got this, this, got the whole thing set up and rearing to go after a loss. Chris climbing at Kansas state is six, two and one against the spread. Kansas state coming off a loss where they did. I mean, you throw three picks, you throw a pick six, you got a fourth down attempt that you can't even attempt because the ball center snaps the ball and Will Howard's not ready. And it runs away. You fail on a fourth down attempt on your side of the field. Like Kansas State did everything they could to lose that game, and 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 Oklahoma State, despite also trying to do things to lose that game, ended up getting the win. Like that game felt so fluky for Kansas State. I don't trust Texas Tech. Trends say climbing after loss gets his team up and ready to go. I'm basically picking a winner here. Give me Kansas State. Ooh, is that okay? Hold up. <gasps> Hello. Um, I've got. I've got a Texas Tech minus two at Circa right now. Anybody disagree?
3: Mm-hmm.
1: No, I mean, Circa is it. legit. Sounds right like right you're now. getting Kansas State plus two. It it sounds
0: right. like I'm getting Kansas State plus two, y'all. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
1: Give it to me. Wildcats plus two. Chris? Yeah, I mean, you're absolutely right. Kansas State, they'll play a lot better than they did last week. Uh, the problem is is Texas Tech is a lot better than Oklahoma State. And at home, Red Raiders, I, I think right now, just heads up, on what we've seen so far this season, Texas Tech is better than Kansas State. Will Howard's not playing great. Uh, I I don't trust Kansas State to play a completely clean game, even if it is better than last week. Give me the Red Raiders. And I actually feel pretty good about it, which is probably because of death. So. Daniel?
3: I hate this game, too. I'm not going to have anything on it. Um, like Chase said, it's just a coin flip. You're picking the winner. My line actually uh, puts – my line is closer to K-State being minus one, but I've, I've been wrong on them this year. Going into the season, I've, I felt good on my numbers with them, and um, I had them overvalued straight up. And I'm far enough long into the season, and I've seen enough to where I just know my numbers are wrong on them. This feels like <laughs> – this feels like a night game – um sharps have not been involved in this game on the spread or the total this just feels like this is going to be a wacky game that's going to go over with you know some short field set up by turnovers some sort of some sort of special teams return In doing the homework on this game i was surprised how well ranked k-state's defense has been just for like just their crazy games they've played and some of the games that everyone was hammering the under games ended up going over so Ah, yeah. Weird, weird Big 12 night game fireworks. I'm taking the over on this. Is there a 56 and a half there somewhere? Uh, let's see. Yeah, circus. Oh yeah, tons of 56 and a half here. Yeah. Oh, tons 56 of
0: 56 and a half. Yeah. All right. We end this. Oh, go ahead.
3: Like just the fact too that the key numbers still hanging there, half a point over the hook, that tells me even more. If if people were involved in this game and cared about it, this thing would be on the other side of 56. So, give me that over.
0: All right. We end the show the same way we do every week uh, by picking a non Big 12 game. You can pick any score or any against the spread over under on any game non Big 12 related. Uh, for two weeks in a row, I've had the benefit of an unranked favorite versus a uh, ranked dog. Unfortunately, this week there's not one. So, I'm not entirely sure. <laughs> what to do here. So I'm going to follow the trends. I'm going to look at what the trends are for the season so far, because I have not done well in the non-Big 12 picks. And so I'm going to pull up the data for this year. And I see a number that doesn't make a lot of sense to me. I'm going to roll with it at the best number I can find. As of today, Rutgers is 5-0-1 against spread for this season. (laughs) They're currently a five ooh, I see a four and a half perfect uh circa's got a four and a half four and a half point favorite over Michigan State like has Michigan State players started announcing they're leaving yet like it's that time of the year where you should be able to like enter the transfer portal i'm I'm shocked that I haven't seen a lot of news of players entering in. I'm gonna take Rutgers minus four and a half, and I'm gonna say it, but like. The way I am, because I'm not sure that I feel great about it, but I'm gonna do it anyways. Because I just don't think Michigan State's very good, and I'll follow the trend and see if it keeps going on or bites me.
1: Chris, yeah, you know the Power Five last week, and uh, it—I typically avoid it, but it did well for me. I think I'm gonna go back to the Power Five, and Illinois, Maryland, (laughs) Um, just because Maryland, you know, like Illinois, (laughs) have have they covered a spread? I I don't think they have. They have Uh, not. I can tell. You from my own notes that they have not (laughs) yeah so you know that but you you look at I I just look at the the scoring averages and I feel Maryland's got a pretty good chance to cover this I'm gonna say (laughs) Maryland
3: oh uh Daniel one of my favorite spots of the year uh is this week uh, I, I play this every year when it rolls around. It doesn't come around too often. You just get a handful of times a year when uh, when a ranked favorite is coming off a, a loss of fourteen or more. So that's it. Just ranked favorite off a loss of fourteen or more. If you fade them the following week since two thousand six, you're seventy eight. Excuse me, you're seventy six and thirty seven and two against the spread, hitting it at almost sixty eight percent clip. I love that spot. Uh, there's two games this week. I'll let you do the homework to go find them, but I'll give you one. Um, one is Cal. Cal is at Utah. And actually, some group blasted this thing today. I was very fortunate. Uh, I was able to get an expensive 14 and a 13 and a half earlier in the week. Someone came in and just nuked that number. Uh, it's now at like 11, 11 and a half today. I would still take it. I would still take this thing at double digits. Basically, I would take Cal down to plus 10 uh, with that total being at 45. So. Uh, Utah lost by 14 last week to Oregon State. They're still ranked. They're still holding on to the spot. Epic spot. Fade. Fade the ranked team off the uh, uh, two-touchdown loss or greater. We're taking Cal. Plus 11 and a half. Well, I got like a bunch of 12s. There, if you can give them to me. No, no, no. This okay,
0: is hold on. Let me
3: let me brief. I mean, I mean well, maybe 12's not key. That could have changed in the last few hours. Yeah, 12's not key, so. I mean, if you've got some real, like I said, Peppermill, you can only bet the Peppermill if you're sitting there in in the book. So, if they're the only ones hanging the twelve, it doesn't count.
2: I got Caesars with a twelve, but it's all the way down to like ten and a half at Fanduel.
0: Golden.
3: Well, Caesars. South yeah, Point, I mean Twelve. Twelve. Golden Nugget. It, it's not key. Uh,
0: win.
1: Uh, yeah, I'll take it. Caesars, That's enough. Let I me mean, South Point. Okay. South Point's legit. I'm gonna give. I'm gonna give South, you Cal yeah.
0: plus twelve. Love it. I'm going to get you that while, best uh, number. Give me that best number.
1: While we're talking lines, I got Maryland at 13 and a half, right? There is a Maryland
2: 13 and a half on the board. <laughs> I can also say that confidently. There is a Maryland 13 and, <laughs> and a half on the board right now. <laughs>
0: oh jace i hope you've had enough time to find a new pick (laughs) this is the second time in
2: three years i have come on this pod daniel did it to me last time daniel (laughs) stole purdue right out from under me in 2021 and i've never (laughs) forgiven him for it and now chris has taken the terps from me i live two hours from the terps and i can't bet i'm on this Uh,
1: podcast you can go for it i mean what's the matter I, uh, how did I Philip know this? How did Philip know this?
0: No, what? Ass- Th- that was that, that pick?
1: Maryland was yeah, yeah. Because I
0: heard Chase make a sound and then looked at his video uh. and he could tell that he was greatly upset by your pick. Uh. What, are,
2: what are the chances? Twice in three years. My my one you can go anywhere in college football in twice in three years. And I never go Maryland power five. Guys, I, I never go power five. Ugh. God, that's just disgusting. Uh, all right. So I, I got I got a couple options here. I'll I'll throw I'll throw a shout out at one game that's kind of fascinating to me, and then I'll give you the one I'm gonna roll with now that Maryland's off the board, Chris. <laughs> I, I'm gonna be a bad alumnus here and point out that JMU is a six-point favorite against Georgia Southern. They were a three and a half point favorite about 24 hours ago. And I've talked for two or three weeks now how I loved the look ahead for Georgia Southern that they, they, they just Clay Helton's there. Now he landed there after the USC stuff. He's running an, an air raid at Georgia Southern, which is kind of ironically hilarious. If you're familiar with the history of Georgia, Georgia Southern football, but they throw the ball all over the place. JMU five and oh yay for yay for the Dukes. Yay for my alma mater. Couldn't be happier about the move up and everything. But their secondary is not good, and they're, like West Virginia, a little bit lucky to be 5-0. and um, They've had a lot of things bounce their way. And if you are a proponent of the styles-make-fights theory of handicapping college football, which you absolutely should be, Georgia Southern is a huge problem for JMU. The problem is, as we've already talked about a couple times, there is going to be some weather in the mid-Atlantic region This weekend, and I think the Sharps have discovered it's probably going to rain in Harrisonburg this weekend, which is not only a minus for Georgia Southern's offense, it's a huge plus for JMU, which is a big time, you know, giant, great play at the line of scrimmage, really good defensive line, good offensive line, run the ball, dominate time and possession, that kind of thing. So this has jumped from JMU three and a half to JMU six in a matter of 28 hours, probably. I kind of am – I still think I'd bet Georgia Southern as a dog because I think they're the right side, and it's a way better number now. But because of the weather thing, I'm going to stay away. It's a lousy week for dogs, which still is one of the reasons I think I like Georgia Southern. Lots of teams on buy. I think the place I'm going to go, I'm actually going to play a Mac game with Maryland off the board. I'm going to play Miami of Ohio. No, sorry. I'm going to play Western Michigan plus eight and a half – against Miami of Ohio. Uh, this is a game I've bet in real life. This is one of those games I think is kind of biased because of the records. Miami gets that win over Cincinnati a couple weeks ago, but, you know, it's an overtime game. It's a coin flip game, and it goes Miami's way. I I, I did a write-up of the teams that Miami has wins over. It's really bad. They're the uh, If you go look at Jeff Sakharin's rankings – It's like, you know, two of the four other wins they have besides Cincinnati, the teams are ranked, I think, below 200 in Jeff Sagarin's rankings. It's really bad. Their record is very fake. And to give Western Michigan more than a touchdown at home, they're two and four, but they've played a bunch of SEC schools and ACC schools and Big Ten schools. I just think these teams are closer than the market realizes. And so north of a touchdown as a home dog, Western Michigan generally a pretty good home team, home home dog. I like the idea of going against that fake record that Miami has and, and Western Michigan keeping it inside the number here.
1: Well, when Illinois covers, you'll be thanking me. I will be, I, I mean,
2: just... <laughs> If I find out your mailing address, Chris, I am going to send you, I like, there's going to be, the FBI is going to open a domestic terrorism investigation. Like, oh, wow.
0: I am very <laughs> upset right, right now. <laughs> <laughs> Look, your, your Mountaineers are four and one, uh, Go Mountaineers. You, pre- you predicted a great start on our Patreon episode before the season started. You're the only person I have seen anywhere. Uh, I believe Shahan got into an argument with you, basically disagreeing with you vehemently. He did
2: not like my prediction.
0: Yes, he did not like it. Uh, uh, I predict he will be on the show soon. I will. Uh, I will bring that up to him. He did not like it. <laughs> uh, nobody did. Uh, there's a lot of
2: there's a lot of seats that need to be printed. Um, you know, visionaries are often criticized. <laughs> all the time.
0: Chase. It is always a pleasure to have you on the show. I'm not kidding when I say uh, there's a there are a few betting shows that I make sure and listen to. Um, each week yours is one of them you and then the, the, the bet us show that parker does on youtube each week and so like if any of you just enjoy listening to betting and, and learning about betting whether it's college football or nfl go check out the lion's edge podcast everywhere podcasts can be found chase does an incredible job over there always appreciate you hopping on because it's it's a ton of fun uh just just getting to chat with you uh you can chase plug the the uh, the socials real quick
2: yeah, at Chase A Kitty uh, is is my personal account. At the Lions Edge is the Twitter account. Uh, the, the podcast has accounts on Twitter, Instagram. I think TikTok as well because you gotta you gotta reach the kids you, somehow. You you're doing a lot so. of TikToks? Not really. You're, you're doing some, <laughs> but doing when I record dance for, moves, no, no. It's just a, if I sit down and record something for Instagram, I'll throw it on TikTok as well. And uh, you know. The, the women's tennis does well. So stop by the show, if nothing else, for the women's tennis. Daniel, we're gonna get you out from under the bridge. I got I gotta take it for you. I'll send it your way on women's tennis tonight.
1: Hey, <laughs> yeah. we'll take it.
0: <laughs> uh yes. Uh Chase, you're I, it always cracks me if you're like, All right, so and so from Bolivia, uh, and people don't know. And then, <laughs> and you're like eight no, oh, picking uh picking our uh, it's funny. Yeah, I mean yeah. it's it's too late
2: for anybody that listens to this because right now the the t- professional tennis tour is in China, so they're playing at like three AM our time, but Ludmilla Samsonova tonight. I mean, in Seoul, South Korea is just going to smoke some people. So well, we're on that big time. I'm already clicking. I'm already, I'm already going to the books here. I've already, I'm already pulling. I got, I lines. got a three-way oh parlay. God. I'll send it your way.
0: <laughs> uh, you can find Daniel on Twitter at dannerb 7 Daniel, the slack's still going on.
3: Dude, we're still rocking. Actually, a bunch of guys were in there last night just chatting. We were loving this thing. And we've been going for like five years now, six years. There's, Couple handful of guys, you know, share football numbers for NFL and for college. And uh yeah, we're still rocking. All right,
0: Chris is not on social, but he does sell no. he does sell frisbees. So I do. He
1: does sell frisbees. Uh, a fair amount of them. Sister Tell Disc golf, check it out. Uh just do not send Chase my home address and we are good.
0: Uh, If he does receive it, uh, it was not from (laughs) me. Uh, You can check us out on social at 1012network. number 12 War Network on Twitter, and uh, Blue Sky, is that the one? I forget the name of it. I'm barely ever on it. Blue Sky, yes. That sounds right. 1012pod on Instagram and Threads. This has been a lot of fun. We'll be back on Monday to recap the weekend that was and look at the weekend that will be. Y'all enjoy the games this weekend.
1: Podcast Network.